from the Center for European Reform. This is the CER podcast. It is a critical moment. If we do not act with urgency, we would then severely undermine the liberal order. Brexit means Brexit, and we're going to make a success of it. The wind is back in Europe's sails. We have now a window of opportunity, but it will not stay open forever. Hello, you're listening to the CER podcast with me, Beth Oppenheim, and today I'm with Sam Lowe, a senior research fellow here. Hi, Beth. And today we're asking, should the EU tax imported carbon dioxide? This feels pretty topical, given that we've just waded through the Extinction Rebellion protest to get to work. And we know that climate change is a crucial issue for the new European Commission. Incoming Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has already presented her Green New Deal, suggesting more ambitious greenhouse gas emissions targets and presenting some radical policy ideas, including this carbon border tax. But we know that some member states are worried that greener policies will lose them their competitive edge. Plus, there's this alleged risk that industrial activity will move to countries that have weaker regulations, which would hurt Europe's economy and the environment. So Sam, as I've just said, a lot of countries are worried that more stringent environmental policies could lead to this relocation of economic activity. Is this true? I think if we're looking at the evidence to date, it's not particularly comprehensive, this idea that pursuing green policies leads to an offshoring of economic activity. But that's not to say that it couldn't happen in the future. And I suppose the argument now is if the EU is going to up its climate ambition it's, it's, and increase its, the number of policies designed to combat climate change, is it going to see this loss of competitive advantage? And the answer, I think, is maybe. It's certainly plausible that that could happen, although I think to date the evidence is far from conclusive. And the Commission is considering this tax on imported carbon dioxide. Can you just explain to listeners how such a tax would work? So the idea is that if you want to prevent or de-incentivise companies from moving their production abroad, not only do you need to increase the price of carbon domestically, so that's the first step, the second step is you also increase the cost of imported carbon. So the costs of carbon are contained within imported products to the same degree as they are within products that are produced domestically. So the idea of a carbon tax in its most basic form would be, for example, you put a tax of, say, €30 Euros a tonne on domestically produced carbon, and that's fine, OK, great. And then on imported products, you also levy that €30 Euros per tonne. And the, other, the flip side of this coin would actually be that you refund domestic producers you export outside of the EU the €30 Euros per tonne to ensure that they're not outcompeted elsewhere in the world unfairly. And this is how you design a basic carbon tax. The problem the EU has, though, is that it's unable to pursue it in this manner in that the European Union doesn't have the necessary competence to introduce an EU-wide carbon tax and therefore it's going to have to look at doing this a different way. And in my paper, the the route I look at, which I know is one that's being discussed within the EU, and maybe we'll hear some more about it from the EU soon, is looking at the existing emissions trading scheme, which exists within the EU, which puts a cost on carbon for certain producers, and then charging an equivalent levy upon import to the extent that the imported product matches up with 
the average cost of a domestic company acquiring the necessary carbon permits. So you have to work out an average cost for a given sector. And this would have the same impact as the carbon tax as described earlier. But importantly, there would also have to be, and this is true of a normal carbon tax, means for imported producers to avoid this carbon tax based on two criteria. One being you've imported a product from a country that has an equivalent domestic pricing mechanism for carbon. You don't want to tax something twice, that's unfair. And then also the second approach would be for a company itself to say, we produce this product using less carbon than the EU average. So therefore we should pay less because if we were to have produced this in the EU, we would have purchased fewer carbon permits in order to be allowed to do this so that's the approach I think we will see from the EU I think to begin with we'll probably see some sort of consultation so there might be a few different proposals but whilst I think it is possible to design a scheme like this and I think on balance I'm positive it's certainly not without its challenges. Right the scheme that you've just described sounds like it might put some of the burden of proof onto the importers themselves and onto small and medium-sized businesses. What do you say to those critics who point out that such a tax might create quite a big financial burden for importers but also for consumers as well? So I think this is an important question. And whenever economists talk about carbon tax, you always have lots of economists saying, well, we should just do a carbon tax and we can do it at the border and that'll be great. And then anyone who actually works on trade goes, oh, this sounds like it could be quite complicated for importing businesses and this could be quite costly. And I think that's true. And I think if the EU is going to do this, it needs to remember that the point of a border carbon tax is A, to allow it to pursue a domestic agenda that is designed to effectively address climate change and b to incentivize third countries and producers around the world to also follow suit it's not to raise money if anything this border carbon tax should cost the eu money and i know this isn't something that is necessarily an easy sell because the eu should put a lot of effort into offsetting some of these adjustment costs for small business actually the certification process say for a small business demonstrating that its product meets or is lower than the eu average when it comes to the amount of carbon permits you need to get so therefore qualifying for reduced tax upon import that third party certification system should be run by the eu and funded by the eu in my opinion in order to offset some of the costs i also think potentially the eu should consider lowering its MFN, so Most Favoured Nation Tariff. So this is a tariff that applies to all imports from countries with which there isn't a trade agreement. I think it could, should consider lowering that slightly. I think it would help with cost inflation, but also it's about signalling, saying this isn't about protectionism. We're doing this to allow us to pursue high ambition carbon targets and we hope you follow suit. We're not doing this just to shut people out of our market. Right, and there's also a legal angle to this as well, isn't there? So this is quite an unprecedented policy. I don't think any such tax has ever been imposed even at a national level, let alone at a supranational level. Is there a risk that the tax could break international trade rules as set by the WTO, the World Trade Organization? Actually, interestingly, just because we haven't spoken about Brexit, in the event of no deal happening, the UK would actually replace the emissions trading scheme with a domestic carbon tax for a period of time before reviewing whether to create its own or to try and plug into the EU via a future agreement. But in terms of, this is a big question, is, is a border adjustable carbon tax legal under WTO rules? I mean, there's one avenue that says at the moment, who cares? Because the dispute settlement system's falling apart. 
there's not going to be an appeals body if we break some rules it doesn't really matter anymore that's not a route i would advise going along i actually think it is possible to design a border carbon tax that is wto compliant i'm i'm not alone in this a former appellate body judge jennifer hillman has also made this argument and it's all to do with the approach because under WTO rules, it's in Article 2 of, of GATT, you are allowed to levy at the border a tax equivalent to one that is incurred by domestic industry. So in this case, the tax, you can't see my quotey finger marks, air but quotes. air quotes, but the tax is the ETS and what's being levied on upon import is obviously it's not, they're not buying permits from the ETS like in the same way that a domestic producer would do, but it's the same cost. So it's equivalent. And the whole issue here is, are you designing this border tax in a way that it makes it easy for a third country to demonstrate they have an equivalent system to the EU so therefore of their imports from those countries no longer are subject to the border carbon tax and is it easy for producers to demonstrate that their their means of production is less carbon intensive than the EU average so therefore they shouldn't have to pay this tax when their products are imported into the EU it's all in the design of those systems is it discriminatory does it favor EU producers over foreign producers if the answer to that is no then it's legal but my feeling is that no matter how well the eu designs this it will be challenged the wto by someone so it's just a case of preparing ourselves to see that out and the eu putting itself in the best possible position to win the ensuing case so we've just been talking a bit about the poor state of the multilateral trade order. Do you see that there's a risk of a political backlash? I think back in 2011, when the EU wanted to include international flights in its emissions trading scheme, countries like Russia and China led a so-called coalition of the unwilling against it, with countries like the US and India also piling on. And in the end, the EU had to narrow the scope down from international flights to flights just within the EEA. We're in particularly tense times at the moment for the multilateral trading regime with the US and China and so forth. Do you think that this could risk triggering a backlash that would then inflame these existing tensions? Possibly. It could certainly create problems. I think the first big fight we're going to see with comes to introducing this scheme, so Phil Hogan has been tasked with designing and introducing it within his term as commissioner, is going to be a fight within the EU. I think we're going to see different member states having different opinions on this. And then if it is put to the rest of the world, I could see some countries being upset if they feel that they're being, they're being targeted by it. And this is why I think the design is important third countries should be able to demonstrate that even if their approach to pricing carbon is not the same as the EU's, it delivers the same effect. They should be able to challenge EU decisions as part of this scheme in order to ensure that it is fair. But yes, it, it could certainly cause problems. I could see Trump, for example, being quite upset about this. Although interestingly, if there's a, a Democrat president of the US after Trump, you could actually see this being something the EU and US worked on together because it's something that is being discussed in Democrat circles in the US for quite a long time and is getting traction there too. Of course, how the EU approaches China in all of this will be important. Um, I also have written in the paper about how it approaches least developed countries because within the entire climate this debate, there's this idea of differentiating between the, those responsible for producing all the carbon that is in the atmosphere, CO2 that's in the atmosphere now, and those who haven't. And some people have burned through it, such as the UK, historically, for a very long time, and then other least developed countries haven't. Uh, why should they share an equal burden when it comes to the responsibility of dealing with climate change? And my suggestion is that, for example, least developed countries should just be exempt 
from the border carbon tax. And in a way, I think this will uh, reduce some of the objections from countries who just feel that this is unfair because they're at an earlier stage of development and they're going to be pumping out more CO2 for a little while longer. Sam, thank you for talking to me today. It sounds like there are definitely some obstacles which can be resolved in designing this intelligently. And those who are interested in Sam's recommendations for how this could be designed can read Sam's insight on the CER website. Thanks very much, Sam. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CER podcast. If you have any feedback for us or want to leave suggestions for a future episode, then you can find us on Twitter at CER underscore EU.